0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VGW Group, no purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18+.
0: This is ESPN Pittsburgh, your home of the Steelers and Pens. WPGGAM, WPGBHD2FM, and W292DH, Pittsburgh. It's time for the Derek Schooley Coaches Show with Tim Benz and Robert Morris University men's hockey coach Derek Schooley. Live from the Hangar. Presented by UPMC Sports Medicine on your home for RMU Athletics. ESPN Pittsburgh. 970 AM, 1063 FM, and streaming
1: on the free iHeartRadio app. Keyword RMU. Now the circle. Look at these overpasses. But Taborti scores! This one will count! Timmy Moore, get some more. We're tied up at 1 1. 10.50 left to go in the game on the power play. Finally, it cashes in, and RMU is on the board. Welcome to the hangar here in Moon Township. Tim Benz, Mike Persuda, and Derek Schooley with you. It is the Derek Schooley Coaches Show for the RMU men's hockey team. Thanks so much for joining us here on ESPN Pittsburgh. Let's start off, Derek, by talking about the weekend that was and uh the rit visit to 84 lumber arena much like the pittsburgh pirates and pittsburgh steelers and frankly at times the pittsburgh penguins should i just go right by the 80s and go to the 90s <laughs> and go and go to the uh the saturday game the second game of the back to back
2: 80s night was not a resounding success <laughs> Is that
1: all Ashley's fault? Are we gonna pin this on her?
2: Well, I mean, we had a, a great theme. We had great commercials, we had great everything. We had about seven people dressed up. Um, <laughs> I was dressed in something was. from the early two thousands and the lacrosse players didn't show up. They were the ones the target audience and we played like we Well, played. they were all trying out for the Patriots probably. We we played <laughs> we played like we like our program in the nineteen eighties we didn't have, have not existent yeah. okay. Club, t- yeah, club e- team caliber non existent a- <laughs> on friday night that's uh, that's a very good statement uh, frustrating uh, tough tough to watch quite probably um, from a, a spectator's point of view and uh, we just after the first period right after the first period we were not very good
0: you weren't great but it wasn't that hard to watch it got out of hand toward the end but um, that was a, a a hard game to digest because I, I thought you weren't at your best but you weren't awful. I've seen you play worse, let's put it that way. Well, uh, and it was close until the third goal well was was, was I, I, gonna be problematic if, after that. If you're but. gonna
2: if you're gonna if you're gonna look at the positives, it's two one, we got a breakaway, we didn't score. Yeah. Three one we got a shorthanded breakaway, didn't score. Um, we had a tremendous amount of opportunities on the power play. We had nine power plays, only scored once. Um, so if that's your low end, that's not that bad. Well, uh, I would say that that falls into the Air Force game and the Dartmouth game at uh, PPG Paints. The Serena Dartmouth v- game was worse for our. Uh, not according to our. We do individual grades for each player after every game. That was the worst grades we've got. Really? Because aesthetically,
0: yeah. I would say the Dartmouth game was worse, and it was less competitive, at least on the scoreboard. Yeah, I I could see where you would say that, but there, but and the, the disappointment factor of going
2: down to your. Your second home, where you dominate and laying an egg, yeah. Factor those are all in our game ratings. Those are our three bottom games of the year, without a question. And uh, Air Force barely surpassed the Dartmouth game as our worst, and this one barely surpassed. So they were both, uh, both problematic. Um, we had we actually had some guys that played fairly well, but we are there was no middle ground. There was some guys that played well, and there were some guys that just. Uh, were were not uh, engaged in that game as well as they needed to be, especially on the
1: power play. I know you pointed this out, but it's just your power play usually has more zip than that. It threatens more. We were
2: sloppy, sloppy with the puck, turned too many pucks over, uh, made some uh, uncharacteristic mistakes on our our breakouts, and you know that's uh, that ends up being a a four-one game.
0: Tim really embraced the '80s night. I know, I saw the Guns N' Roses shirt. You'd have been yeah. proud of the broadcast that he was
2: dropping. Oh, I heard it. Dropping song lyrics I heard the, I watched, over. The, watched the highlights. When Dubs cry? Yeah. After one of the goals? Well, yeah, I, I, had, I had
1: a ton ready to go for you guys. It was RIT and RMU. I was expecting I was going to need about 10 or 11 hockey yeah. goal call references from 80s songs that I could thread in there. We both well, had
2: the over. <laughs> well, you didn't hit the over. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, normally I, well, I looked at the numbers before the game started, and it was something like uh, the last four games, you, at least nine goals have been scored in each of the last four games between RIT and RMU. And these are two very, very
2: low-scoring games. Yeah. And how much of that has to do with Rotolo, their goaltender? I thought he was outstanding for them. I thought Mike Rotolo was very good. Um, he kept them in the game when it, shots were 17-7 in the first period. We're out shooting them, out playing them in the first period. Shots are 17-7, and we're down one nothing. Second night shots are eighteen to eight, us and it's zero zero, so it uh, it really uh, was a, a challenge for us, especially in the first period when we put thirty five shots on goal in two periods.
0: There is something to be said for senior experience at that position, is there not? When when you've been
2: in NCAA tournament games and you've been in conference championship games and yeah, I you mean, just know how to get it done. He's the, the one thing the the word, the one thing you can say about him is he's found a way to win. Yeah, he's a winner, and uh, he. According to the RIT broadcasters, that's the best he's played all year. Yeah, they said the same thing and, to me too. And uh, mm-hmm. if if that if that's what they're going to get out of him, they're going to be a tough tough out down the stretch.
1: Is it similar to Terry last year? Terry Schaefer hmm.
2: knows how to win. Yeah, Terry found ways to win games, and uh, our goalies have all found ways to win games. We just couldn't find a way on Friday night.
0: And as you had done the previous two weeks, you bounce back.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, you want to look at
0: the glasses half full. It's uh, uh, a stressful,
2: stressful all day. A stressful Friday night watching video, and a stressful all-day Saturday because you put your backs up against the wall. You've got to make sure that you you come through and follow through, and and do better on Saturday. And we've done it three times, but how often can you go to that well? You gotta. We got to start winning. We're in our last seven game one of the series. We're two and five, and uh, the two wins were AIC and the Three Rivers Classic. Tough to get sweeps that so, way. Tough to get sweeps, and
0: let uh, you say you're halfway there. <laughs>
2: with the 80s yeah well let's move on from the 80s
1: a lot of us tried to do that in the 90s some more successfully than others. Oh, i'm still hanging on to the 70s you kidding me well what about the game springsteen
0: on... was fresh the steelers were really good and i, I was still in high school it was a pretty good decade. you had you had Freebird <laughs> and and that
1: yeah well what about the uh the saturday night game because i i know that you Called out, challenged a number of your guys. Like, for instance, maybe not called them out, but just by virtue of playing time, uh, Eric Israel didn't play a a lot in the last half of the game, last period of the game. Uh, I would also say Robert Powers, right, last third of the game, last period of the game, didn't play very much at all. And then you were very complimentary of him. In the post-game interview on Saturday, for how he responded, especially physically. How about Eric? How we didn't talk to you so much about him. How did he do after losing so much ice time in the previous? I thought night? he was
2: better. I thought our whole team was better. I thought we were really, really good on on uh, Saturday night. I thought our we were outstanding. I thought we bounced back well. We played with a lot of passion. We we met some adversity when we're playing so well, and then all of a sudden we're down one nothing. Uh, we could have easily folded our tent. I I was. I would have been sick to my stomach if we would have played that well and, and not uh, got the result we got because we did play that well. Eric uh, bounced back. Uh, Rob Powers has best game as a Colonial. Uh, I thought uh, some guys really took steps, and we get a we get a, a goal from our fourth line, which is I think it was a was a, a big uh, turning point. Uh, I don't know if that would have, that was their last shift of the game. Uh, we had some penalties after that, but. Uh, they gave us what we needed when we got it. A good tip. Nice play by Alex Dagnall down low. Getting the puck to Powers. Powers gets a shot through, and Kyle Horseman deflects it. So uh, really, uh, really good Saturday night performance.
0: You've, you've mentioned, as all coaches do from time to time, when you pull a goalie, it's not always on the goalie. Sometimes you're trying to reach the team, and that's a way to do it. Yeah, uh, I've never heard a guy bench somebody that's a skater and, and say, I was trying to get everybody else's attention. Do you think they're... Is a residual effect, nonetheless, when the guy of Israel's prominence gets his ice time snipped, well, and everybody sees that. I
2: mean, it's about accountability, and you got to hold everybody accountable. We do the same thing with uh, our top guys if they're not playing well. They do the same thing in the NHL. Why do you only see the fourth lines play six minutes a night? Why do you see them mix and match all the time in, in uh, key situations? Well, you don't see Latang getting benched when he's minus four. Mm-hmm. He just keeps going out there. Yeah, you might sometimes. But uh, I think it's about accountability. We want to, our guys want to hold themselves to a standard. they got to be held to a standard of how they play. And um, he, he really, uh, really uh, came back and, and took a, a step in the, the right direction. Both him and Powers played much better, and, and they learned uh, learned from their mistakes.
1: Maybe not LeTang, but Hornquist did last year. Yeah, that's true. Hornquist was one that got yeah. pinched as he the playoffs did. went in along on a, yeah. a couple of occasions. Good point. But I don't and how does that
0: happen? Do you tell him, uh, hey, you're you're sitting the next ten minutes out, or does he start to go over the boards and you tap him on the shoulder and say, uh-uh, not this time? Huh?
2: Well, we you call out every line that's up. So when you just keep getting skipped, you get the message. And uh, you call out whether it's the defense pair or a forward line, and if you get skipped, you get the message. And sometimes with a fourth line, it's just difficult because of the situation in the game and where the faceoff is, who's it. Who they have out? As I told you, they were really trying to match lines on on Saturday night. They were 100 percent trying to get uh, Valenzuela's line out against Ferguson's line, and almost to the point where I thought they were were killing him uh, because he was would come off the ice and 20 seconds later go back on the ice because I was waiting till they got off the ice to to put Ferguson's line out there, and uh, it really I thought that helped create a little bit of momentum for us. How do you think you handled
1: their size? That's one of the bigger atlantic hockey teams i've seen
2: i didn't think we got pushed around i thought uh, we got pinned in on the first night that was because of us but if you look at the shots 17 to 7 and 18 to 8 on in the first period i don't think we we struggle with their size because i think we were a little quicker
1: i thought sometimes well not sometimes quite a bit your face-off guys did a nice job of using their size against them getting low getting leverage underneath and digging out face-offs
2: yeah and one thing they're big on particularly the particularly against
1: line. that that peacock kid who's probably six foot nine not even six foot six he's huge
2: yeah he's a big kid uh but i think one of the things that really hurt their big d is when they lost brady norrish on friday night um according to reports and talking to their coach after the game that he probably tore his acl too his brother brothers his brother twin brother had torn his acl and had surgery on wednesday saving private norrish uh now the, the other twins got his ACL done. So I think that's going to hurt them going down the stretch. Wow. As well as Rotolo's playing, to lose two all-league defensemen. They're good. Too. Is, is they're gonna, yeah, they're good players. That's going to hurt them.
0: That And that victory on Saturday, you, you reestablished your four-point lead over RIT. Uh, it's looking like a battle for third right now. Talk about RMU with 26 points. And then Army 24, Holy Cross 24, Mercyhurst 24, although two extra games. For Mercyhurst and RIT at 22, and they've played one more
2: than you have. It's close. It's a close, uh, tight race, and every game matters. And we went into the weekend we went into the weekend with a one-point lead and come out with a two-point lead and only win 102. Can you imagine if we put together a weekend where we get four points, uh, where that would take us? This is a, a tight race for third. I think Air Force and Canisius have separated. But as I mentioned before, we want to stay out of the 4-5 game. We want to be. We want that third spot right now, and that's our goal. And we've got to focus on that and uh, make sure that we start taking care of business at home.
1: This is admittedly projecting, but if you're fortunate enough to get to Rochester for the tournament, um, the Friday night stuff can't continue. They've got to oh, get the message. The no, way.
2: absolutely. I mean, you're you're done quickly. You know, you're you're back at you're back. You're leaving, packing up, leaving Rochester at at midnight because you play the second game. If you finish third, if you. If you can't figure it out in a quick hurry, we've got to be better.
1: Which leaves no time for Mike and I at Dinosaur Barbecue, which is clearly... uh, You'd be
2: there on your own on Saturday.
0: (laughs) Maybe we do drive then, as it turns out. And uh, while we're talking standings, can you just uh, refresh my memory at least on the tiebreakers? Is it head-to-head, then number of wins, or the other way around? League wins first, head-to-head
2: second. The one thing that you look at, we've got no tiebreakers really on anybody. We split with... Uh, we lost and tied to Canisius, split with Air Force. We split with uh, Army, split with Holy Cross. We lost and tied to Mercyhurst, split with 2-2 two and two against RIT. We're split with Bentley. We've got a 4 nothing lead on, on Sacred Heart, who really will have a hard time catching us. We went 2-0 and o against AIC and haven't played Niagara yet. AIC um, can't catch us. So looking at it, we've already clinched ninth place. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, just keep checking them off as you go. Hey, that's the that's the plan. Hopefully we can get uh, another one or two taken uh, off the, the map for catching us this weekend. Um, I think our guys understand it, but I don't know for whatever reason, two of the last three Fridays we have not been great. When we come back, Logan Biddle
1: is going to join us. He is the associate coach for the women's hockey team, and they are playing very well as well. Logan, a former men's player with Derek at the Island Sports Center with RMU, and we'll talk to him about both clubs when we come back. First team.
2: He was on our first team, 2004, first yep. This is after the 80s where the program didn't yep. exist. The, yeah. the jacket. The, he saw the jacket. The jacket wasn't uh, <laughs> as successful uh, on Friday night as it was in game one of the history of the program. We'll talk with him next when we come back on ESPN
1: Pittsburgh. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.